Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Happy Friday, everybody. Every Friday is a Friday over here on the Inspired Women Podcast. It is me sharing some wisdom with the world. I know I've I've covered some heavy topics on Fridays. I know maybe Friday is not the appropriate term sometimes. And today I want to talk about the body positive movement and warning, I may offend people uh, because, you know, I just feel honesty, transparency, and vulnerability are three key things for who I am and how I want to show up in the world. So sometimes I think say things and they offend people and that's okay. I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I don't believe in sugarcoating or, you know, bullshitting or any of those things. I just want to, I have to say it like it is. So the body positive movement, I love and hate it. I got to be honest, I love it because I really truly think that we as women do need to embrace our bodies at any size. Like I really do. I think that there are unrealistic expectations for women to look a certain way. And let's be honest, the average woman does not look that way. I mean, women come in all shapes and sizes. Some are super skinny naturally. Some are more curvy naturally. Some have lumps here. Some have bumps there. It's just, it's it's just a part of life. Like, and especially after you have kids, holy shit, your body will never look the same. It won't. There'll be stretch marks. There'll be extra skin and fluff and all sorts kind of stuff. In a lot of times, you know, especially nowadays fitness and diet um, programs, you know, they show the really super skinny people and look, Jan lost 50 pounds by doing this program. Well, I'd like to know, you know, three years later, is Jan still looking that way or has she gained that weight back? Because actually by, you know, I was a fitness coach for several years and one thing looking back that I see is None of the people that I saw that looked a certain way, unless their job was to be, you know, a celebrity fitness trainer, unless that was their job to look like that, they fluctuated. And a lot of people, I will see this a lot with other fitness coaches, they would gain weight, do a program, lose all the weight, but then gain the weight back. I'm like, that's not healthy or sustainable. And it's because, you know what, when I was at my thinnest, I still didn't have six-pack abs, which was really disappointing to me. But even when I was at my thinnest, I had to work so freaking hard to be like that. Like analyzing what I ate all the time. You know, I hear this a lot. And we've had fitness people on the podcast. The thing is, not everybody's body is meant to have six-pack abs and not everybody's body is meant to be super small. Like, it, it's just not going to happen. And I feel like these unrealistic expectations make us hate our bodies, right? We're like, well, my body doesn't look like that. Why does my body not look like that? Because you're a human 
human. You ever see that with the cat memes or the dog memes? Hi, human. That's how I, that's how I assume my cats talk. But I mean, but then again, there are people out there who genetically are more inclined to be smaller. It's genetics, guys. I mean, yes, genetics are not everything. We are 50% our genetics, 50% our environment. Uh, So some people have genetics for certain things, but don't for other things. Some people will never be a size zero because it's just not in their genes. However, if they take care of themselves, they're not going to be obese, that sort of thing. Like, you know, we have to do have to take care of ourselves. So the body positive movement back to it, it's about, you know, embracing your body, um, anti-dieting, anti-quick fixes, a lot of things I stand for. But where I have a freaking problem with this movement is when people use the body positive movement to promote unhealthy lifestyles. I'm all for embracing your body at any size, but I am not for having unhealthy habits and treating your body like shit and just using the excuse, well, I'm meant to be this size. No, we're, we're meant to, we are meant to function at an optimal level. Now, that may mean that optimal level that you have a few extra curves that other people don't have. But if you're drinking excessively, you're smoking, you're doing drugs, you are sedentary, which means you don't get a lot of activity in, you eat like shit, you drink a lot of soda, you know, all these things that can contribute to the fact that you're living really unhealthily. And that's not for me to judge. I am not perfect. Not perfect by any means. No. I do like my pizza on occasion. There are some weeks that I eat fantastic and some weeks not so much. I don't believe in perfection. I believe perfection is overrated. I believe it's all about us taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. And that's why I'm doing a self-care challenge from September 10th to October 31st, which I know by the time you hear this, it will have already started, but you can still join. I will put the link in the show notes so that you can join the self-care challenge. You just have to become a member of my membership community and you'll be able to be a part of the accountability group so that you can learn sustainable self-care habits. You know, really feel good. Really feel good. We said on a podcast, I don't remember which podcast episode it was, is that we just get used to feeling like shit that we think that's how we normally need to feel, which is so untrue. We're not meant to feel like shit all the time. So where I have a problem with the body positive movement is when people use that as an excuse to be unhealthy. When people use that as like, well, this is who I am. I eat McDonald's every day. And if you do eat McDonald's every day, I'm not trying to judge you. It's just very unhealthy for you. And I worked at McDonald's. You do not want to know. You do not want to know the things I know about McDonald's. But it's up to us. And the problem is, is we, maybe we weren't brought up in the best situation. And if you ever look, usually obese children are things from their families. They're learning those habits from their families. So if you're a parent Think about the things you're choosing, you're teaching your child and what that might cause, what kind of issues that might cause for them later. I'm not saying all obese children are have obese parents, but I forgot what the percentage is. 80% of obese children have obese parents. 
it's not just genetics, guys. It's also environment. Like, if if you have two, two obese parents, but they decide when they have the baby to change their habits into healthier habits and start eating healthier and starting to be more active and all those things, that, that child is very unlikely to be obese themselves. Because... We are 50% our genetics and 50% our environment. Our environment and how we treat ourselves can turn on and off genes. So some people may have skinny genes. I put that in quotation marks. Skinny genes, you know, where, and I don't mean the kind you wear. I mean (laughs) the genetics. But if they eat like crap all the time, they may not sustain that. They may not actually stay that way. So that's where I have a problem. And I am no way, shape, or form skinny. Like, I wouldn't consider myself skinny. I consider myself kind of curvy. I do have, you know, lumps and bumps in different places. And that's fine. When I was a fitness coach, I hated those lumps and bumps. And I worked my ass off to not have them. But what I did was not sustainable. I couldn't work out like that and eat like that every single freaking day. I just couldn't. Now I'm at a place where this is my comfortable, I don't want to say comfortable weight because I haven't weighed myself in forever. I think the scale is evil. I go by how my clothes fit. If my clothes fit good, I'm probably doing good. If they start to get a little tight, I need to double check what I'm doing and, and, you know, make sure that I haven't gone off the beaten path in any way. So I love embracing people at all sizes. We should not body shame anybody. Hey, if somebody for some reason, maybe it is you know, a metabolic syndrome, uh, PCOS, or maybe they just grew up in a not so great environment and they became really obese. It's not for us to judge them on their size. And by judging them, that's not going to make them have healthier habits for sure. But if you are a parent, you really need to be mindful of what you're doing because that's affecting your children. No, I'm not saying you have to be anal Annie and freaking we're eating no processed foods. We're never eating pizza or a cake or anything. No, you children will never have anything. Deprivation is not the answer. I always say moderation over deprivation anytime. Now, obviously, if you have some food allergies, that's a whole different story. But where I'm really focusing on right now is... We have to take care of ourselves. We have to focus on having healthy or creating healthy habits. Now, it's not perfect. It's not focusing on perfection. It is focusing on doing the best you can day in and day out and taking care of yourself and embracing that this is my body. And by taking care of myself, it may or may not change. Don't get your hopes up on it changing because it may not. I mean, it may change its shape a little bit because if you start eating right and getting some activity in, you might actually build muscle and reduce fat. What Muscle does not weigh more than fat. FYI, a pound is a pound, but muscle takes up less space than fat does. Just, just a little information there. So instead of focusing on this is how I want my body to look. This is how I want my my body. This is what I want to reduce this thigh and this belly and this, you know, whatever, these boobs, or I want more boobs. I lost my boobs when I lost a lot of weight. So I'm like, I'm good here. Let me keep my boobs. Thanks. 
so what I'm saying is instead of focusing on how you want to look, focus on how you want to feel. Like, how do you want to feel day in and day out? Like, do you want to have energy? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to experience less mental illness? Because I know when I take care of myself, I struggle way less with my depression. I just do. Uh, you know, but if I eat like crap and I treat my body like crap, I'm guaranteed to get depressed. It's, it's probably going to happen. So how do you want to feel overall? Do you not want to have, do you not want to be gassy or bloated or feel just uh, blah, tired all the time? All those things have to do with us taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally, mind, body, soul. Think about it. You know, sometimes you're emotionally drained and maybe that's because you have somebody in your life that's sucking your soul. I got off. I digress. I got off my topic of body positivity. Embrace the body you're in. This is your body. It may be that way because you spit out a couple of children like me. I didn't spit them out. They were cut out of me. But anyways, maybe it has to do with children. Maybe it has to do with genetics. Maybe it had to do with your environment. Just embrace. This is your body, right? Instead of focusing on like, you know, all of the the ways you want it to change, focus on how you want to feel better. What habits, healthy habits can you create? What self-care routines can you create? How can you tap into how you're feeling and decide how you want to change that? So I'm not bashing the body positive movement. I think it's a wonderful thing. I really do. I am also anti-diet because I don't think it's sustainable. I also don't believe trying to kill yourself every day just to look a certain way. It's not fun. I've been there. I'm really about embracing who you are, loving yourself, having self-confidence, you know, so I'm for those things. I am anti people promoting unhealthy lifestyles. I really am anti that because kids are watching this shit, guys. Kids get on the internet and they see this stuff and like, oh, it's okay for me to do this or that. And then they go and do it. And then they're struggling later on. I don't want people to struggle. I got a big heart. I want people to feel good. I want them to to thrive, not with the patches. I who knows what's in that shit, right? Like I I'm if you are a thriver, I'm not bashing you. I just don't I don't understand. I'm I get concerned about putting chemicals in my body. That's what concerns me. If it works for you and you have had no severe side effects, I'm not judging. You know, you really won't know how it's affected you until 10 years. To be honest, like any kind of medicine or anything like that that we might take, usually it takes, it can take like 10 years for us to really know the side effects of stuff like that that we put in our bodies. So anyways, embrace who you are, love who you are. You are enough just as you are. You don't need anybody to confirm that. You don't need to look a certain way to be that way. You don't need to be a Victoria's Secret model You don't need to be, what is it, Sports Illustrated. Although they did have a plus side Sports Illustrated model. That was pretty cool. Anyways, embrace yourself. Love yourself. You are enough. You are worthy. You are amazing. Love your body. And join us in the Inspired Women community so we can love you too. All right. Have a great day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Inspired Women Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.